0: All right, there's a whole lot more to that video, so um, they'll probably be posting it on social media. Uh, so if you guys are interested and wanna see more of it, uh, please tune in to our Facebook site and to our um, Instagram page and it'll give you uh, the whole entire interview. How's everybody doing today? All right. all right, that's good, about two of y'all. Everybody doing all right? <laughs> come on, come on, let's give God a praise or something. There we go. All right, y'all. So, as you guys know, it's February. Um, Thurs? Is it Thursday? Thursday is Valentine's Day. Thur- Thursday, is Valentine's Day. Selena. Yeah. All right. <laughs> 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 so we've been doing it. We've been doing a series on relationships for the month of February. Um, For the next two weeks, where for last week and this week, we're dealing with singles. Uh, Next week, we're going to be dealing with married people. Um, So you'll be seeing some interviews next week from some married couples. Um, So last week, we dealt with um, living single. How many of you guys listened to the podcast? How many of you were here last week? All right. Praise God. All right. All right. All right. We know Selena was here. She broke it down on all types of sites to go to. Uh, Kara was prophetically speaking to an empty chair beside her. Uh so <laughs> so we dealt with a lot last week. So um this week we're dealing with, still we're dealing with singles. I'm gonna do a little something different. Um I created my own six rules of dating. Uh oh. I see smiles and I see like all right, so I created and it's biblical, all right. So I know some of y'all are like are you gonna pre this gonna be in the word, all right? So I'm not gonna just get up here and do a Steve Harvey Think like a man and act like a lady. We're going to go right into the word and we're going to deal with six rules. I had 10, but we have children here and uh, we don't have a children's church quite yet. Um, So I wanted to make sure that I'm safe um, and I don't go too deep, if that's all right. Y'all know what I'm saying? Um, So. Uh, Maybe in the near future we'll do some type of forum for singles or some forum for married people And we can get a little more in depth. but I didn't want to go too deep uh, with children in the room All right, so we're going to deal with um, my, my, I'm going to say my, my Based off of scripture, um, six rules of dating You guys ready? You guys ready? All right, y'all got to make some noise to me Y'all know I come from a Pentecostal church, y'all got to scream There we go, all right, somebody saved All right, so we're going to deal with rule number one. You guys ready? All right, rule number one, thou souls, Lord, thou soul, we ain't got souls. Thou soul must love Jesus. Thou soul must love Jesus. Y'all with me? And this is mutual, meaning that not only am I looking for a person that loves Jesus, but I also must love Jesus y'all with me because experiencing God's love teaches you how to love y'all know what I'm saying so when you read the Bible when you read of redemption and you read of forgiveness and you read of unconditional love and you begin to get that in your heart you now understand how to love somebody and when you're single and you meet someone that understands what unconditional love is, they know how to love you appropriately. So the first thing that we should be looking for whenever we're in a relationship is does this person love Jesus? Now, I'm going to go a step further. You guys ready? This person or whoever you're dating should love Jesus more than they love you. Mm. (laughs) Y'all with me? If, 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 if there's anybody that they love more than me in the relationship, it should be Jesus. Because if Jesus is not first in their life and I'm above Jesus, <laughs> God is a jealous God. And one thing we don't want to do is we don't want to put ourselves or someone above God. So God should be the number one person or the number one thing in your life because by loving him, you and you experience his love. It teaches you how to love. Now, you ever hear people say, you complete me. Some of y'all probably said that before in a relationship. You can't leave me. You complete me. And, and, and that's, that, that, that's, that's not necessarily a good term to say when you're single. Because we talked about this last week. When we met Adam, Adam was whole. Eve was whole. God took two wholes and made one whole one person. He made them one. That's the miracle of marriage. So one thing about loving Jesus first and having Jesus as your source, y'all with me? And the reason the reason why I'm saying that doubt must love Jesus first is because what he's going to do is he's going to make you whole before somebody steps into your life. So what I'm looking for is I'm not looking to complete somebody. I'm looking to be completed and to meet someone else that's already completed. Are y'all with me? All right. So by loving Jesus, you know. What kind of love you should receive when you have a relationship with God and you have you have uh, uh, you, you, you pray to God and you have a connection with God before somebody steps on the scene. You now already have an expectation of what love is. So you don't allow anybody to step into your life and you don't just allow yourself to step in any type of relationship because you have in your mind an expectation of what love is. So what we want to do is we want to make sure that our connection with God is first and we have that together before we bring somebody else in our life. Because if our connection with God isn't together, you allow somebody to step into your life. And if you allow that person to step into your life and you have no identity with God, they'll step all over you. So what we want to do is I want to be so deep in love with God and understand his love for me that I don't allow somebody in my space that does not understand how to love me. I want to I want to I want to have such a relationship with God that if somebody steps in my life and they don't love me correctly, I can remove them and not be so hurt that I had to remove them because I understand that God loves me above them all because he's first in my life. So number one is thou must love Jesus. Now, watch this. The reality is you're with me because some of y'all say, well, I, I met somebody and they, they ain't saved. They don't know Jesus. And, and I like them. And I'm not telling you that you, you, you can't date somebody necessarily that may not be in the church like you are. But what I'm saying is, in reality, when you have a Christian and a non-Christian dating together, many times their agendas and their lifestyles are different. There's a certain standard that you have when you have relationship with God. And because they don't have that relationship, their agenda and their lifestyle may be different. So what happens is you now move from dating to evangelistical dating. Y'all <laughs> y'all y- 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 quiet. I now have to move now from being your dating partner to being your evangelist. Look at somebody like, I- I- I'd rather just meet them saved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now I have to spend time. Leading you or teaching you about Christ because I know how I want to be loved. So before we can take this relationship to the next level, I have to first take the time to introduce you to the God that I serve. Because if I don't introduce you to the God that I serve, you're going to allow your lifestyle and your agenda to overtake my standards. All right, I got some folks talking to me. So, what happens is, and I'm not saying that you can't date somebody that's unsaved, but what I'm saying is, if you're a Christian and somebody's unsaved and they're in your, your area, you should be evangelizing to them first. So, what happens is, you put evangelism before dating, which can make your process last a little bit longer. Y'all, y'all, y'all with me? So, there is a thing called, y'all can write this term, there's a term called evangelistic dating. Mmm. Y'all with me? So, don't be fooled. And I'm gonna get through this. I had ten, like I said, I had ten, and I don't want to be here all day. <laughs> because just because a person goes to church does not make them a Christian. Can 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 I can I can I can I, can I tell y'all a story real quick? I have a friend. I have a friend. Um, who's a Muslim, and this is how long ago this was. We walked into West Coast Video. <laughs> I just told my age right there. Not even Blockbuster, West Coast Video. Some of y'all, if y'all don't know what West Coast Video are, is, y'all are not 30 plus. How many of y'all remember West Coast Video? Some of y'all are like, what is video? Like, <laughs> I stream everything. There was this place that we used to have to go to on Friday nights, and you had a card, and you would take a video, take it to the front desk, show them your membership card, and you could rent the card. You could rent the the cassette, the video cassette. And then you would go home and put it inside of this device called a VCR. You would watch the movie, but then when you took the movie out, they had a sticker on the VHS that said, be kind. All right, somebody remember West Coast Video. So you had to rewind it, put it back inside of the sleeve and take it back to West Coast Video by the time of their deadline. Kind of like a library book. So me and my friend, we went into West Coast Video one day on Route 38 in Mount Laurel. And he seen this young lady that he liked, but he was a Muslim. And she says, I'm saved. And in order for me, she knew what she wanted. In order for us to connect, I need to be with a Christian man. But he liked her so much that he went to church and I went with him one night and I'm watching him and I'm like, oh, man, you really into this. He says, no, I'm really into her. (laughs) So I brought him to my church and the preacher came and laid hands on him and he hit the floor. And I'm like, I know this dude don't go to church. So we get in the car and I'm like, man, the Holy Ghost must have really hit you. He said, nah, man, I thought that's just what y'all do in y'all kind of church. (laughs) I'm saying this to say this, that he did any and everything he could to get with her, even portrayed to be a Christian. So how in the world do I test whether or not the person I'm connected with is really a Christian? Uh Uh-oh. You have to inspect their fruit, spiritual fruit gotta be clear (laughs) gotta be clear y'all like I I like this kind of teaching no you need to inspect their spiritual fruit Galatians 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 5 and 22 y'all with me go 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 get your Bible Galatians 5 and 22 when you get there say amen I bought my Bible today look at me Galatians 5 and 22 they got there before me so this is how you test their fruit before you connect y'all with me but the fruit of the spirit, because if they're saved, they're going to have the Holy Spirit. So now in order for me to know whether or not they're real is I need to test their fruit. The fruit of the spirit is what? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faith, gentleness, self-control. Oh, self-control. Oh, self-control. right there. That's a deep one. And we're going to get to that when we get to thou shalt not touch. Against such things, there is no law. So what I'm doing while I'm dating and you're telling me that you're a Christian is I'm not just jumping right in because you told me you're saved. I'm testing your fruit. While we're dating, I'm becoming a fruit inspector. Y'all y'all quiet in here. And what happens is we connect because they said they saved, but we don't test their fruit. They have little. They, 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 they say they love you, but they have no love. They have no peace. Their patience is short. You can tell their patience is short because I don't wait and we ain't done nothing yet. I, when, when are we going, you know, take this to the next level? Their patience becomes short because they're looking for something. And what they're looking for is not agape. They're looking for arrows. Agape is unconditional love. Eros is sexual love. And what they're looking for is to connect with you physically, but they're not looking to connect with you mentally. And they're not looking to connect with you spiritually. So the first thing that I want to do is I want to make sure that I expect their fruit before we connect to another level. Y'all with me? So number one is thou shalt love Jesus or thou soul shall love Jesus. Y'all with me? All right, number two. Number two. Uh oh. I, I just, I, I, I speak old English when I, you know, made this. <laughs> Thou must have attraction for each other. Uh oh. Then we're going to be real. Can we be real? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Loving Jesus does not change your eyesight. I know y'all like, and I opened my eyes, my eyes was new and my hands was new too. No, 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 maybe spiritually, but naturally, you still had some type of attraction when you saw, you still know what you like when you see something. Y'all, y'all, all right, I'm, I, I, I'm married, but when I was single, I ain't never seen no single young lady walk by and I said, Ooh, you see the Holy Ghost on her? I just felt the presence of God when she walked by. No, no. The first thing you see when you meet somebody before you even know whether or not they're saved is whether or not there's some type of physical. Come on. Y'all going to stop act like y'all. I'm going to help y'all because some of y'all just trying to be extra safe right now. Some of y'all be like, you know, the devil tried to tempt me with somebody and I told them, get out my face. No, the devil ain't tempt you. (laughs) Devil ain't tempt you. You just ain't like that. (laughs) <laughs> Don't lie. <laughs> they just never was attracted to you. Now, when the right thing walks by you uh-huh. now, it got your attraction. So not. but so, so the first thing we see in most cases is not nobody. It's is not somebody's spirituality. The first thing we see is some type of physical attraction because I'm glad you're saved. But if this is going to go to another level, possibly marriage, I got to look at you for the rest of my life. <laughs> I, I, I love watching some of these single folks. Next week we'll get with the married folks. So I'm, I'm grateful that you have the Holy Ghost. But I'm also grateful that you're good looking. Or you're like, what can I help you? You look good according to what I like. Let's go there. All right, because everybody don't like the same thing. Some of y'all sisters like some tall fellas. Some of y'all you 5'1, so you could deal with a 5'3, brother. <laughs> some of y'all. <laughs> some of y'all are like, I'm 4'11, and I still <laughs> I'm sorry, short brothers. <laughs> some, some, some of you like them thick. Some of you like them skinny. So beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Y'all, y'all with me? So what I'm saying by attractions, I'm not saying that there's a certain type of type that we all like. Somebody like Holly Berry. Somebody like Monique. Somebody like Idris Elba. Somebody like... <laughs> Look. Her husband sitting right beside her. We know what Yasmin likes. <laughs> she like Common. <laughs> Everybody has... <laughs> Anthony like iced tea. <laughs> Everybody has their certain, t- <laughs> y'all are silly today. Everybody has their certain attraction. So let, Kara said it best last week when she did, her, docu- when she did her, uh, her interview. She says, when I prayed, I was specific to God with what I wanted. Y'all, y'all with me? And there's nothing wrong with being specific with what God wants. Now watch this. Just because a person is saved don't mean you got to date them. Oh, Oh, okay, okay, okay. Just because. All right, praise God. Somebody point at me. All right. Just because a person is saved doesn't mean that you have to connect with them. Don't let the church fool you. Y- 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 y'all, y'all seen a whole lot of times in churches folks try to make love connections because Brother brother Corny is sitting over here. And I just think he's the right thing for you to do because he's here. No, I don't like Brother Corny. <laughs> Send me Deacon Heathen. He ain't all the way there yet. I'll evangelize before I get with Brother Corny. So, <laughs> so y'all with me? <laughs> So there has to be some type of attraction along with the fact that somebody loves the Holy Ghost. Watch this. Because you'll end up married and unhappy if there's no physical attraction. Mm. So let's go through the scriptures real quick. Y'all with me? Y'all with me? I'm going to show you that through marriage there was attraction. Genesis 12 and 11. Genesis 12 and 11. Y'all there? Or y'all waiting for the screen with me. When he was about, this is Abraham, y'all with me? When he was about to enter Egypt, he said to Sarai, his wife, look, I know what a beautiful woman you are. Meaning that when he married her, there was some type of attraction. All right. Now let's go to Isaac. Isaac, Genesis 26 and 7. When the men of the place asked about his wife, He said, she is my sister. She's so fine. He had to lie and say she was his sister so they wouldn't kill him. For he was afraid to say, my wife, thinking the men of the place would kill me on account Rebecca, for she is a beautiful woman. Does not give us the physical characteristics, but to Isaac, she was beautiful. And he was so confident in how beautiful she was that he had to lie just in case they would kill him so they could take his wife. Now let's go to Jacob. Lord God of my master Abraham, he prayed, give me success today and show kindness of my master Abraham. I'm standing here at the spring, we talked about this last week, where the daughters of the men of the town were coming to draw water. And this is the text I was looking at, uh, 13 verse? Oh, 29 and 16, actually. But 29 and 16, Genesis 29 and 16 deals with Jacob. Y'all remember the story of Jacob and, and Leah? Y'all remember that story? Tell me about ja- Leah. She was tender eyed. Tell me about Rachel. She was beautiful. So he worked seven years for who? Oh, we don't we don't have some Bible study here today. He worked seven years for who, but ended up with and then had to work another seven years for which tells you what? That she was so beautiful. She was worth 14,000, 14,000, 14 years of labor in order to get her. I'm just looking at some of the single guys in here to see how, how many of y'all willing to work 14 years for your lady. <laughs> Wesley, look, he's just like, no. <laughs> you got 14 days to make a decision. <laughs> but this is, this is, the physical attraction is necessary because this, remember, marriage is how long? Or how marriage is supposed to be how long? Forever. So if marriage is supposed to be forever, you should be able to accommodate and be connected to someone that you don't mind looking at forever. Does this make sense? Are y'all with me today? Or? Yeah. All right. Number three. Uh-oh. There must, thou must have a connection. So watch this. They saved, they beautiful, but they're boring. Uh-oh. They saved. They, save. they sanctify Holy Ghost filled. Five baptized. They go to church with you every Sunday. They are handsome. You walk down the street, everybody looking at your man, everybody looking at your girl. But when y'all get in the car, they just not brilliant. No conversation. No connection. No chemistry. Now what? So now you have a beautiful-looking couple that's miserable at home. You have a saved, beautiful couple that's miserable at home. Which tells us that you can be saved, beautiful, and miserable. Damn. And folks are looking from the outside saying, Why in the world are they getting a divorce? Because they looked the part, but they didn't, they weren't the part. So what you want to do is, all right. You've saved. Praise God. You beautiful. Praise God. But I read. What's the last book you read? What's the last movie you've seen? What do you do besides watch basketball? Oh, I'm guilty sometimes. What in the world? What do we have in common? How spiritual? How how spiritual are you? What type of connection do we have? Y'all with me? What type of connection do we have outside of us just being saved and making nice Instagram pictures? Oh, we got good, we got cute Facebook pictures. We make beautiful pictures with the babies, but we can't stand each other. Y'all be shocked how many people walk into counseling rooms and look like they have it together to us, but they're falling apart because there's no compatibility at home. They don't speak to each other. They don't talk to each other. There's no relationship going on outside of we made a vow that we're going to do this forever. So now it's painful to sit inside of a marriage with somebody that you have nothing in common with. There we go. (laughs) Y'all with me? So being married to someone with whom you have little in common with can lead straight into a miserable, regrettable Existence. It's quiet in here. Some of y'all are like, Ugh. there will be sometimes there will be some things about whoever you choose to marry. Watch this. That will drive you nuts. I know I drive my wife crazy sometimes. Don't you say amen. <laughs> That's why it's important to have a connection and a compatibility to offset the things that irritate you. You're dealing with two different personalities in the house. You're not going to always get along. But there should be such a connection that, you know what? We may not get along here, but we have great chemistry in some other areas of our marriage. Y'all, y'all with me? I, I, I ain't going to get into my mess. I ain't here to talk about me. But there are some things that I can do better at. But the reason why our marriage has lasted so far for 13 years, because it's going it's to last forever, I pray. Is because we have connections in certain areas. One thing that makes our marriage so strong is I talk to her every single day, for hours. Some of y'all are like get out of my face. I don't want to talk to my. I will call her from work and talk to her for my whole lunch break, every day. We text each other all day. That works for us. That don't work for everybody else. Some of y'all are like I, when you go get out the house, I am just free. But some. <laughs> some of y'all are like I look. I'm glad I ain't married to you because you irk me. But, <laughs> but for, from our relationship, communication is so important. That's our compatibility. So if I'm mad, if I'm angry, we get it right out right there. If she's mad, she's angry, we don't wait three months down the line and she brings up when I didn't take out the trash and the trash man came and, you know, now I, I got to leave that stuff in the garage, in my garage. That's personal. <laughs> But there's, there was, there's compatibility with our relationship that'll make it last forever. Y'all, y'all with me? Any married folks in here know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Now, one of the problems is, and they talked about this in, the, in the, uh, the, the interviews earlier, is that we're in a social media age. And we're in a social media age. And uh, see, we, we got married in 2006. And um, people were texting in, but it wasn't as popular. Um, I I had never heard of Facebook at that point, I had never heard of MySpace, I had never heard of Instagram, Twitter, all that stuff came out after I got married. So we actually dated the old school way. I had to go see her. Y'all remember that? Any of y'all remember when you used to have to see somebody? I had to go down the Defer and take her out to dinner. Now we will sit there and text for two and three hours then pick up the phone and have a conversation. So you don't hear emotions and text messages. You, you, don't, you, don't, you, don't, you can't really convey how you really feel through a text message. So the communication in a lot of new relationships are all messed up because we're communicating through electronics and there's no hand-to-hand, heart-to-heart contact with each other. So sometimes you got to put the phone down. Sometimes you got to flip it upside down and say, we're going to eat dinner and we're going to talk today. Because that's the only way that you're going to find some type of compatibility. Is if you learn how to disconnect everything and make sure that you are on one accord with each other through conversation and through some type of contact. Does that make sense? If a person doesn't turn you on mentally, you'll seek somewhere to stimulate your mind and that's how emotional affairs happen. Can I help you? One of the worst affairs is not a physical affair. One of the most worst affairs that you can do during your marriage is have an emotional affair with another partner. Uh Uh-oh. So I'm careful with that whole work wife, work wife, husband wife. Y'all hear that at work? This is my work wife, this is my work husband. No, no, no. No, Ain't no work nothing. We work. (laughs) Y'all quiet. (laughs) Because what happen is if I'm not mentally stimulated at home, I'll spill how I feel to another woman at work who I see, watch this, more time during the day than I see with my own personal wife. And then next thing you know, it becomes emotional. And then next thing you know, it becomes physical because we're not mentally connected. Uh Oh, this is kind of boring, but I guarantee y'all listen to the podcast. This will sound a little better next, you know, next week. So there has to be some type of mental connection mm-hmm. to make compatibility. Does this make sense? Yeah. Anybody married? Yeah. Anybody mentally connected? Yeah. Anybody got something in common? Yeah. Something. I don't care if it's G- Game Boy. <laughs> something. <laughs> it should be something. Some of y'all are confusing me right now. Y'all looking at me like. Ugh. Number four. I told you I only got, I got six. I'm almost done. Number four. Are y'all ready for this one? Thou shalt avoid any sudden surprises. Now, this comes along when you've been dating for a while. It? Y'all with me today? Yeah. All right. If, if they don't meet the first three commandments, you don't even get to this one. Y'all with me? So tell me about your family. I ain't got to get too personal, but tell me about your mama. I don't like my mama. Uh. Tell me about your dad. I can't stand it. Uh. Y'all, 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 y'all laughing, but for real. Tell me about your brothers and sisters. They all bad. All these things are social cues that a lot of times we don't pay attention to until it's too late. Now that crazy mama is at your house living in the living room. With a bed and a toilet right there when you people walk in. <laughs> y'all, y'all. Y'all know what I'm mean? now you got a whole bunch of crazy stuff because somebody hit you with a sudden surprise. You need to have some conversations up front before you get deep into something, and now you can't get out of it because you're in love and they love their crazy mama. Uh-oh. Don't wait till we've been married 13 years to tell me about your family on the other side of the country. Oh yeah, I I forgot to say, I got four other kids over in California, girl, but you know, I love you. Yeah, you know, I was married, you know, right before we got married and, um, you know, no sudden surprises. Y'all, 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 no sudden surprises. Watch this. I wrote this one down. Were you sexually abused? And that's why I said I I don't want to go too deep because we got children here. Were you sexually abused? Because a lot of that emotion and physical has a lot to do in your relationship. And I don't want to go too deep. But I, I, and I don't want to go too deep. But I had to go to therapy because I found out that because of some abuse that happened in my personal life as a young child was affecting me now, and I suppressed it, and then I found out later on as I 'm going through therapy that yo, this is in my marriage like I'm bringing this stuff in and I'm having certain attitudes and I'm having certain I'd you know issues, and I don't realize that the reason why I'm bringing that into the relationship is because I never dealt with it and I never healed from it so now i 'm bringing in emotional damage and baggage into a relationship that my wife had nothing to do with. So it's certain things have to be discussed because if I'm going to connect with you, I don't want to be caught off guard. I want to be, a, watch this, you should, and, and if this is you on that other side, you have to give that person an opportunity to decide whether or not they want to date you. Don't lie to them. Uh-oh. Don't lie to me. Give me an opportunity, even if it's going to hurt you, give me an opportunity to choose whether or not I want to be with you. And if I don't want to be with you, you have to just move on, understand that it was my choice. Can I go somewhere real quickly? And and, and I don't want to get crazy. Do y'all know like one out of four people have HPV? And I ain't going to get too deep into that. Certain conversations need to be had and now I need to share certain things with I'm sorry I know y'all we, oh, I'm saying now no no that ain't that ain't gone <laughs> I'm, I'm serious y'all like and you know he washed you away your sins away but there's certain things physically that we need to discuss so let's have a conversation and let me choose for myself, because guess what? There may be somebody that you share that with and they're OK with it. But at least give me the opportunity to decide whether or not I want to accept that in my life. And don't trick me into marrying you and then finding out a whole bunch of stuff that you never talked about before we got married. So no. I don't want to park here. to I could talk about this for about an hour. No sudden surprises. Do you want children? I've seen people get divorced because they get married and the husband decides I don't want kids. A wife gets married in and she doesn't want to have children, and they never had the conversation. Now they're married, and one person says, "Oh, I thought I told you I don't want children," and now you'd have made a vow forever, but this conversation was never had, and now you have all type of conflict because now you hit me with a sudden surprise after I went all the way with you. Certain conversations need to be had. Now y'all can decide together how far you wanna go, but there should be some type of transparency before I step too deep into this relationship and then find out later on you know, at the church picnic that, you know, that you know, such and such was going on and you got me looking crazy. Tell me, y'all with me? Yeah. Number five, almost done. Thou shall slow down if it's moving too fast. There are some great stories. So I'm not going to knock. There's some great stories where folks say, I met somebody in two weeks. I married them. Praise God. And we've been married ever since. That worked for them. We dated for six weeks and I just knew they was the one and we got married. Praise God for you. But you know what? Can we be honest? In most cases, we all were on our best behavior when we dated. <laughs> Your car was always clean. <laughs> oh, I'm talking about myself. Oh, that thing was always vacuumed when I went on a date. Things were, you, you know, you said the right stuff when you've been dating for about two or three months. So what happens is you get caught up in the act that a person put on for the first two months. And then the real them starts to reveal themselves. But because you move too fast, now y'all engaged and you find out this person's a monster. Because we all put on a face when we first start dating. Don't fall for the mask. Make sure there is some time alone during the time that you're dating to think clearly. Don't get so absorbed in that relationship that you don't have time to really see how is it? The forest from the trees or the trees from the forest? See, none of y'all know either. The forest from the trees. You need to get in a helicopter. (laughs) Y'all, y'all with me? You need to get in a helicopter and check out the whole forest. Because what happened is you get stuck inside the forest and now something that drew you in and you can't get out. Now watch this. I want you to write these down if you can. Ask yourself these questions. While you're dating. Or ask the person this question. Have you really considered, or ask yourself this question. Have you really considered why you want to get married? Are you just getting married because it's the the church thing to do? Are you really getting married because, you know, I want to sow my royal oats? Y'all, y'all. Why? What are your real intentions of being married? Y'all with me? Number two, are you getting married just to avoid loneliness? Are you just getting married because of your age? Are you looking for someone to fill your emotional gap? If I'm moving too fast, y'all got to listen to the podcast. Hey, get our numbers up. <laughs> are you trying to cover up the fact that you're fornicating and you're just trying to get married to make it right. Oh, y'all quiet in here. (laughs) Y'all quiet in here. Think about it. I ain't going to get there, but some folks got married because they messed up. You stepped in a relationship, something happened, and now you feel like you have to marry them. Just because we made a mistake, don't mean we gotta get married. Can I go a step further and I'm gonna get beat up for this one? Just because we had a baby, Uh don't mean we gotta get married. I just had a baby with the wrong person. Uh Uh-oh, I I like amens right there, thank (laughs) (laughs) y'all. Just because there was a, a situation that happened sexually, does not make you have to marry a person. Uh What you need to do is repent, get right with God, and don't do it again. And for some of us that have struggles, try not to do it again. All right, y'all gonna be Everybody ain't single, saved, and and abstinent. There's a book out called Single, Saved, and Having Sex. I ain't reading it. (laughs) There's a real book out. It's called single save. Some of y'all are like, where's that? Amazon? <laughs> y'all look it up when you get home. And it deals with those issues. So just because there's some type of connect, and I'm trying to be clean because there's children here, just because there's some type-, some type of connection happened in your past does not necessarily give a person a right to have to marry you. All right? If you answer yes to any of those questions that I just asked you, then you need to step back in that relationship. Marriage will bring some obstacles that will test your faith. So God needs to be your superior reason of mind if you're looking to be married. Does that make sense? And this, I'm going to close here. I'm going to close here. Next week it will be a little more lively because I'm married. I ain't been single in 13 years. So this is, this is a struggle. <laughs> I should have let Selena preach today. <laughs> she would have had all the websites up here. And tonight I need you to go to Christian Mangle. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Number six, we, 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 we stop right. We, we're done here. You ready? Thou shall look, but not touch. Y'all like the devil is a liar. Don't let your emotions overtake your thinking. Now watch this. Y'all know God addresses sex in the Bible. Did y'all know that? God addresses sex in the Bible. God talks about sex in the Bible. Yes, he does. Genesis 2 and 27. He says, and they became one flesh, meaning that there was some type of connection. And that connection was for married people. (laughs) Y'all, watch this. Any type of relation, I'm trying to keep it clean, y'all. I told you I had 10 and Lord, the other four would have been real crazy. Any type of relations outside of covenant can be damaging, dangerous, I got all these: Dan- da- damaging, dangerous, deadly, devastating, depressing, depleting, and just plain dumb. Y'all quiet. Any type of relationship outside of covenant can be just plain dumb because sometimes you'll look back and you'll be like, what in the world was I thinking? It will leave you damaging. It can be dangerous. It exposes your body to all different types of disease. It can be deadly because it can, you can end up dead with some of this stuff out here. It become devastating because you connect with somebody and you find out they ain't the one but you gave your all to that person. It can become depressing because, and I don't want to get too deep into that, but it can become depressing because Paul talks about in, in 1 Corinthians uh, 6 and 15 through 16, how when two people form together, they become one. So when we become one and we connect, you not only are connecting with my physical, you're not con- only connecting with my, uh, uh, you know, um, you know, yeah. But we're also connecting with soul ties. So what happens there? What happens there is if you're depressed, I pick up your depression. Uh Oh, you wondering why you so down. You messing around with somebody that's down all the time. You're, you are now connecting your body with somebody that's not whole. And now you're picking up their issues. Mm. Amen. I, I watched um, the Breffix Club, and I'm probably going to misquote this wrong. Um, but De- what's his name? Devon Franklin? Devin or Devon or Devon? Devon Franklin was on the Breffix Club this week. I don't know if you guys seen that. And he talked about how um, he had a dream in his late 20s that he got married. Or he was getting married, and he looked down the aisle, and behind him was all of the women that he had broken. And he said, "God asked him, "Was it worth breaking all of them women to get here?" <laughs> Y'all quiet in here. And what happens is, you keep giving your piece of yourself to somebody and somebody and somebody and somebody and somebody and somebody, and somebody, and somebody, and somebody, and somebody to where you're just broken. Now, this is the thing, the powerful thing about it is that God is so all loving and so so all being that he can put you back together again. So I'm not saying that God can't make you whole again. But what I am saying is that when you just keep giving yourself to another person, another person, another person, not only are you imparting into them your insecurities, not only are you imparting into them your depression, not only are you imparting into them your incompleteness, but they're imparting back into you all of their issues. And you'll find out that if you ever went through a phase and I don't want not call it with that. They call it now. That kind of phase is probably one of the lowest points of your life. Because you picked up a whole lot of different issues and it took the power of God to reconciliate your soul and your body to put you back together again. But I'm so glad this is where I could hoop and holler that God is a God <laughs> that can put you back together again. That after being broken, after being hurt, after being destroyed, after being torn, after being damaged, after being devastated, after being in depressing states, after being depleted, and after being dumb, God removed all those D's and saved you. Amen. Hallelujah. Y'all quiet in here. And if you are going through those phases right now, we can pray the power of God that God can put you back together again. We're not going to let nobody in here feel bad for a mistake. We're not going to let nobody feel bad for their past. We're going to let you look at your future, look at your past, say bye, but now I'm whole and God has put together all of those parts that I've broken in, in my past. I'm closing here. I don't have, I don't have th- uh, three points today. I give y'all six. Alright? <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> So next week, we're going to deal with marriage. Um, Like I said, this was a little tough for me. I ain't been single in a while. But I hope this has helped somebody single. Has this helped at all the last two weeks? All right. If it hasn't helped, go back and listen to the podcast. I promise it might help. All right. So uh, we're going to have a word of prayer. Um, Then we're going to take up communion, and we're going to get you guys out of here. I just want to send a special prayer to anybody that this word has impacted on today. I don't know who it is, um, but I want to pray for you. And I know, because I was, that being single is not easy. It's not easy, especially when you're young and you're, your body is thriving and you in the best parts of your life. You know, you 22, 23, 24, 25, 26. i want to say all those numbers so nobody <laughs> think I'm singling out. 29, 38, 56, <laughs> all of them. Your body is just going through it. And, you know, you have, you, have, you have needs like everybody else has needs. But I pray that God fills your soul that God gives you the confidence to know that there's somebody out for you, out there for you if you desire them and that God will send you the right, appropriate, and proper person to help you take your life to another level. And this is what I'm talking about. You're not marrying somebody to upgrade you. You're marrying somebody to just enhance what's already there. And that's, a, that's what our prayer is, is that whoever here is single and desires to be married, that God connects you with a person that is not your sugar daddy, it's not your sugar mama, but it's somebody that just brings out what God already has in you and you just allow it to thrive. All right? So, Father, we thank you, Lord, for this this series on this month, God. We thank you, Lord, for uh, just tackling issues uh, for those that are single. God, we pray, God, that you strengthen our hearts, strengthen our minds, God, that you just fill us with your love, God. Let us know that you are there, God. God, allow us to put you over any and everything else. For God, if we seek you, All other things will be added. Touch each and every single person in here under the sound of my voice, name by name, one by one. Touch the families, touch the married people, touch the single people, touch the children, God. Keep us, God. Protect us, God, from all danger hurt, and just cover us in your blood. And God, we give you all the praise, honor, and glory. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. partner with us or make a donation, please visit our site at www.go2hopehaven.org. Our mission statement is to reach evangelize accept and love your contribution will be a blessing to many in our local community nationally and even internationally again thank you for listening stay tuned for more next week